What's up, guys? This is Roland Buck III. I play Noah Sexton on Chicago Med, and you're listening to Meet Us at Molly's. Gonna be all sunshine and roses, but I can promise it's gonna be a hell of a ride. Hey everybody, welcome to a special bonus episode of Meet Us at Molly's. As always, I'm one of your hosts. My name's Gina. I'm joined by Bryna. Hello, everybody. And we are joined by not one, but two special guests tonight. Our very first guest, he's a friend of the pod. He's coming back for the third time because we haven't scared him away yet, which is amazing. It's Chicago Med writer and producer Jeff Dreyer. And our second guest is also a Chicago Med writer. It is Steve Hootstein. How are you guys tonight? Great. How are you guys doing? We're good. We're good. Thanks so much for coming back. Good. We've been been listening all season. uh, You guys are doing great. We appreciate it. Oh, thank you for listening. We we have a blast, even though it's been a lot of yelling this season. Um, but yeah, we're having a, a blast. You <laughs> <laughs> didn't notice the yelling. Yeah, well, the reason that we, of course, wanted to have you guys on was to kind of regroup after those first nine episodes because it was a very eventful start of the season on Chicago Med. Yeah, um, and especially after that fall finale, I mean, yeah, I know, I know. All I can say is like, yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, so um, we're obviously going to start with the the Manstead-sized elephant in the room because, I mean, that finale was just bananas. So everyone wants to know about Manstead. Did you guys know from the very beginning that they were not going to make it down the aisle? Yeah, we, we, we knew. <laughs> so it's only season four. Right. You can't get married this fast. You also can't get married that easily. <laughs> I mean, it's just like real life. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've definitely been saying that, like, I knew that they probably weren't going to make it down the aisle. But, I mean, everyone kind of just also wants to know, like, what's next for them? Like, I mean, does this mean that they're doomed just because they don't make it down the aisle? Or are they still together? Like, what's kind of maybe going to happen with me instead next? You know, it's a whole bunch of stuff. But uh, it's, you know, I mean, this isn't a, you know, there's a very good reason that this couldn't happen, right? I mean, you know, kidnapping and, a, you know, attempted murder and all that sort of stuff. So it's, you know, it's not like, it's not like they are, they, they don't love each other anymore. So, right. so they, they, you know, this, they, 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 they're, they're still very much in love. Which I guess kind of answers the question of, you know, where is Natalie's head at when we come back in January? I mean... You know, we, we talked about this last week, and if I'm Natalie, I'm all sorts of angry and all sorts of hurt. So will we see that, or will we see Natalie just kind of blindly forgive him? There will not be any blind forgiveness. <laughs> she's, gonna, she's, she's in the dark, and she doesn't have any answers. And you know, uh, A lot of the stuff that the audience knows about how, you know, what uh, Will has been up to for the past month is still... Uh, is, is she's unaware of so she's had to do a lot of catching up uh, to uh, to both the audience and, and to Will and, and, and has by the time we come back we'll be nowhere near processing you know all of her feelings about it. yeah and I mean, I mean, 
Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to jump in something else. So go ahead. You guys were so hard on on Will. He was. He had a. He had a. He had a dying patient. He. Uh, he, he didn't want to miss his wedding. But it's his <laughs> wedding day. <laughs> oh, I. I understand, but he's a. You know, he's a. He's. he's he cares about his patients. That's very true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, we, did you hear the part where I compared him to my friend's beagle? I mean, that's about, like, <laughs> I mean, I love him, but he makes decisions sometimes that just make you kind of facepalm. I, I, well, look, I understand. I, I certainly would not have made that decision, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so kind of, I mean, I guess just, like jumping into the Will arc of the season, I mean, all about him treating Ray and this storyline, like, with him spying on Ray for the FBI. Like, we had a bunch of questions about this, but, like, what inspired the CI storyline with Will? Like, where did that storyline come from? And we, we, talk, we were talking about Will getting involved in his old neighborhood. The original, yeah, the original source was just to see more, more of the, you know, as a potential source of conflict, you know, Will comes from the south side of Chicago, a little more humble, upbringing, certainly more uh, uh, parochial, and and uh, we wanted to see that, you know, as he moved forward with Natalie into this, you know, a more um, domesticated life, see some of the tensions that could arise uh, as he was trying to move beyond his past, which would also help us bring, uh, you know, one of our, one of one of the uh, watchwords as we started this season was, you know, as we were all moved on to the same night, was to be a little more conscious and, and maybe be aggressive with, uh, you know, crossovers and, and, and you know, interacting the, the characters from the different shows together. So everyone loves, or seems to like, you know, Will and Jay's interaction. So when we thought about the, the bringing back his old neighborhood, it seemed like a natural place. Uh, for him and his, you know, brother and potential best man on this wedding to have some stories. So that's kind of where we started. Um, and then, I don't know, we, we, we heard you guys like Jay Halstead, is that true? <laughs> A little bit. He's okay. <laughs> so, you know, we've been listening to the podcast. Everybody likes the brothers together. And actually, we, well, it's funny, you know, we, we had just thought of it as sort of a, Will kind of outside the hospital and operating, you know, outside of the sphere of the ED. So that was pretty cool to see. That was cool. Yeah. <laughs> so one of these questions, I know this is this is kind of a Bryna question. Bryna has been dying to know this for, for weeks now. But um, the joint bachelor and bachelorette party, this is kind of a mystery. Bryna, do you want to ask this question since I know it's a burning issue for you? Yeah. So we have... A big question. We we had a lot of debate, even in our text messages, about this: why this joint bachelor and bachelorette party was not held at Molly's, and like we got a bunch of questions and comments about it, even after we talked about it on the podcast. Like, was there a specific reason why it wasn't held at Molly's, or just like it just wasn't, and that was just what happened? Was it not held at Molly's? <laughs> <laughs> it certainly didn't look like it was at Molly's. 
are pulling up the script right now. Why did Jay have to pay for this place when they could have just gone to Molly's for free? But these are the things that we think about. I mean, <laughs> you know. So, it's a great question. You know. We should have thought about it more. All right. We're going to have an answer there soon. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So while you guys are looking up the answer to that, this is another one of these things that has just kind of bugged us throughout the season. Jeff, can you please explain the legality of house calls? Are they cool? Are they allowed? Like, what's the deal? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Okay. I mean, you know, Matt, Will's covered by, by his own medical insurance. So, I, you know, I mean, if someone wants to sue him, they, they can. But, but yeah, you can, you can go on house calls. Okay. Okay. Just, just, you know, Will does Will things. We just want to make sure he's not doing anything illegal. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, okay. I, they, Totally legit. Okay. But the, I mean, I guess it's like where it becomes like illegal is when, you know, you start like what Will was trying to do with like getting tests done, like on the down low and, you know, getting medicine that he's not supposed to. Is that like where it kind of like the line becomes blurred is like with that stuff? Well, yeah. I mean, well, look, certainly, you know, if you're taking supplies from the hospital without permission, right. and that's, it's not an illegal way of stealing. So right. but, you know, that's a, an issue with the hospital. Now, you, you know, if, uh, I, you know, we talked at, at some point about, you know, Pat uh, was on, um, if, uh, not Pat, uh, um, Ray was on, you know, Medicare and you were running labs through the hospital and Medicare was being billed for it, you know, then it starts to get iffy <laughs> as far as like, you know, Medicare rules and stuff. But, um, but, but, you know, they're, they're, I don't think Will did anything that was out and out illegal. Gotcha. Okay. In terms of that. And Steve, Steve just came back. We have an answer about R. <laughs> it, was, uh, I, it was a creative decision made by our uh, great uh, producing director, Michael Waxman, who uh, just wanted a different look, I guess. All right. <laughs> there, there we go. go. There we go. One of... There were two writers in that episode. It was news to one of the writers. <laughs> and it wasn't also one of the There we go. There we go. Nice. <laughs> Granted, she was uh, probably going to labor at the time. Right. So she does have an excuse. Um, and so we had another question from, from 
another listener, Allison, and she said, you know, obviously the storyline with Will and Ray, you know, meant that Jay was in a lot of episodes of Med this fall, like we were just talking about. And, like, we've heard how in the past from you, Jeff, and from other writers um, how challenging it can be to have, you know, storylines with other characters from other shows from, like, logistical standpoint. So, like, how did you work it out with Jesse having to appear in a major storyline on Med and, like, make sure that that lined up with, like, what was happening on um, TV? A, you know, Jesse's a great guy, and so he agreed to, you know, it's tough with his schedule, and, you know, he barely gets a day off, and he agreed to come shoot our episodes with us, so, we, you know, we really appreciate that. And, you know, we're, we try to constantly check with PD to, to, you know, make sure it's not getting in the way of anything that they're, they're doing uh, with his character, or, you know, so that he's not, you know, in the middle of a cliffhanger or something, and then in the meantime, he's you know, yucking around with with <laughs> Will, so it's you know we we, kind of, we try to stay on top of that all the time. It's tricky because he's always you know got a lot of stuff going on, but we're you know we're pretty fortunate for these episodes that he was he was available. Yeah. Having you guys all three shows on the same night make that any easier or harder or like pretty much the same? Like it, all the shows being on the same night didn't change the way you guys shoot or anything, so it didn't make that necessarily easier or harder. Uh, in terms of it's, 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 it's interesting because, well, certainly through the first nine, we were all synced up to be, be on the same night every night. Um, and up to about two or three weeks ago, we were our schedules were going to get divergent on the back during the spring. But uh, it's been such a successful uh, programming night for NBC that they've uh, changed it so we're going to continue syncing up every night which I guess on one hand makes things easier because we're all shooting the same we're all shooting the same episode at the same time that they're mm-hmm. on the same dates uh, on the other hand uh, you get, we got to make sure that we don't overlap anything because you know what could happen on a Tuesday night by the time it airs you know on Thursday night or a week later you know, there's a little more leeway, you know, when, when you're not synced up, so you got to just make sure that uh, the characters can't literally, legitimately be in, like, two places at the same time, even though they're not actually, but it feels that way when you're watching. Right. Yeah. Right. So, cool. And, I mean, back on the Will thing, and then I promise, we'll let it go eventually. It'll happen, I promise. But... <laughs> um... <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> Um, we had another question from another one of our listeners named Allison, and she was saying, you know, Will started treating Ray in order to book the hall for the wedding reception. So Ray had to have known about Natalie. We're thinking. So if Will kept everything a secret from Nat, I mean, how was he not putting her in danger by going into protective custody? Basically, I mean, why didn't Owen and Nat go with him? Another good question. Oh, yeah. 
And so we had another question about um, just, you know, obviously another big storyline that was Will and affected both Will and Jay was their father dying in the crossover. And so I'm curious, like, where did that idea come from? And, like, what made the crossover the right time to kill off their father versus, like, having him die in, like, a solo med episode? Because it's a rough time to be a dad in Chicago. What? It's a rough time to be a dad in Chicago this season. <laughs> oh, you're telling me. It's going to get even rougher. <laughs> We're running out of dads. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'm not. I was just, uh, you know, uh, you know, Pat belonged to both Will and Jay, so it seemed like the, you know, the crossover was sort of the perfect time to do it because you don't want to cheat uh, PD fans who might, for some crazy reason, not watch Med. Uh, have Jay lose his dad on a med episode and not even know, you know, that, that they had to tune in that week. So it, you know, it sort of seemed natural to do it. That was such a big thing you know, for all the shows. Yeah. Yeah. And so Jeff, I know that you wrote the episode right after the crossover. So what is it like writing an episode when you come off a crossover and having to continue everything that was set up during it? Does it change anything about your approach to writing that episode, or is it like still pretty much the same way you would approach writing any episode? I mean, you have to you have to make sure that you honor all the stuff that happened in the beginning of your episode. So you know, we we uh, you know we went back and put that memorial uh, scene that was sort of the, the last second thing that we were adding to it because you know once we realized that. Uh, you know, Patrick's uh, death was was going all throughout the crossover. You know, we had to deal with it at the beginning of, of three. Um, but then, you know, then you just you write a, a regular old episode. So you just get into it. It's even well inside baseball. It's even more challenging writing an episode after our showrunners write an episode because <laughs> Joseph and I come back and be like, we were thinking and. <laughs> And, and you'll read a script with like a huge plot <laughs> twist, which is great, but then you have to like you have to deal with it. You have to deal with it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. So shifting away from Manstead, because I told you we could do it. Um, <laughs> another <laughs> big part of the season so far has been Connor and kind of his attitude and approach to everything. So <laughs> we're kind of curious. I mean. What is the perspective in the writer's room about Connor? I mean, what's the mood right now? Is he, I mean, is he, you know, advocating for his patients or is he just kind of being a big jerk? is when he told Goodwin that he wasn't going to share the hybrid OR. That's the first one. The second <laughs> one... <laughs> um, well, our, but, but uh, you know, and I'll just say that, you know, that OR was created for a, a very specific reason because, you know, when we have patients we can't get upstairs in time, that OR is, uh, you know, ideally that's going to save their lives. If you have a gallbladder patient in there and somebody comes in, you know, who the hybrid room is built for, and you can't take them there, you know, that stinks. So, I, you know, I think that's what was going through his head when he was, when, when he was 
being jerky. <laughs> he was being jerky. <laughs> with, 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 with air quotes around the jerk. <laughs> um, the, there was also the episode with, I think it was like a transplant patient. That might have been season three. I might just be getting everything jumbled together. But, I mean, where did you guys want him to be as a character by mid-season? I mean, did, you know... We, we kind of saw him be a little, like, a shade of nicer towards the end there, but, you know, it's kind of been a bumpy start to the season for him. Well, you know, he's had, I mean, he's had a rough season in terms of, like, stuff with his dad and with Ava and, and things like that. I think that's colored a lot of, uh, a lot of what's been going on with him. And tell, tell me if this sounds wrong to you, because we're, we're, right now we're in the middle of talking about, like, the last four or five episodes and so it's it's hard to remember what what hasn't hasn't happened so far on screen but but uh i, I think he's, he's been affected by a lot of that stuff right yeah he knows he knows about ava talking to his dad um right right robin left last season i'm like putting my seasons together now um <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i guess he's been through some like a, you know at a bit of a tragic figure in the sense that like the, the probably the best thing for him would be to you know go to another town forge a new identity and a new path you know out from under the, the weight of you know bearing uh, the road's name but you know there's that other that, that he just can't uh, uh, you know there's part of him that just that can't do that and so he finds himself in these situations where uh, you know, I think there's a lot of subconscious, you know, uh, pulls here that make him a conflicted character that come out in quote unquote jerkiness <laughs> or obstinate or, uh, you know, you know, that, you know, the way I, I feel with Connors is like, there's a lot of, uh, inner demons that are, you know, raging inside of him. They just, it's not you know, fully aware of or able to keep track of. And that can come out uh, in different ways. Uh, I mean, I think he's, right, he's, got, he's got a lot to prove but doesn't realize that necessarily. Um, that can come out as being jerky. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I mean, is that something that we might see him explore this season? I mean, I know in the teaser we saw him kind of deck his father, but I mean, is that something that we might see going forward? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. A lot of lot of Connor stuff coming up, and a lot of you know dealing with interpersonal issues and and uh, and you know, sort of questioning his own point of view on uh, the things he's seeing around him and the, the things that are affecting his life. And and uh, you know, I think it's going to be interesting. But we're yeah, we're going to get a lot more of that. Cool. It's come this is going to get jostled quite a bit and uh you know he's going to have a hard time discerning which you know where true north is that sounds good <laughs> yeah we've only been talking about his complex being jostled for such a long time um i'm curious going back to the hybrid bar thing real quick where did that idea come from like is that actually something that's being seen more and more in hospitals all around the country yeah, so it's, uh, it, it, it's 
sort of a new thing, and then a lot of places, and not a lot of places, but a few places are sort of doing it as pilot programs, and uh, you know it's kind of cutting edge. So uh, you know we thought it'd be a pretty cool thing to do. I'm just digesting. I'm like, this is so interesting. So, uh, you know, and another question from a listener is that, you know, we've seen Connor make choices as a doctor that, you know, others question and then he just goes and like pulls off a miracle. So when one of those examples is when Ava challenged his decision to change the treatment plan for Stella in the crossover. So how did this affect this decision he made in the fall finale where basically he made the decision to kind of save will but it then resulted in the patient's death i mean how is that going to affect him going forward is that one of the hits to his confidence yeah uh, it is and uh, you know it's it's So, so are Connor, we saw them, it was episode before the fall finales, 
Um, you know, they hooked up. And so a lot of people want to know, like, does this mean they're officially together or are they still kind of living in the gray area in terms of, like, defining a relationship? They're officially together, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Imagine as over the hiatus that they are together having sex in other places besides (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, by the time he's catching his dad and, uh... In, in, uh, in episode 10, and they're dating. Okay. Good to know. Cool. <laughs> and so, yeah. And so in terms of Ava, too, I mean, something we've always wanted to know, and we had a listener ask us as well, like, are we going to get to learn more about Ava's background? Because I feel like besides the fact that she's, you know, come to the country for, you know, her studies, like, we don't really know that much about her background. Like, are we ever going to get to get to learn more about her as a character? Well, uh, you know, I, 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 we're, I, yes, we're going to learn more about her as a character through their relationship uh, in the second half of the season. Uh, you know, how many more details we're going to get about things from her past, probably not that much, but I think we're going to learn about who she is as a person for sure. That's, that's going to start coming out like crazy. Cool. That's cool. And so if we shift over to the other couple in the hospital, um, our listener, Laurel, she's curious and wants to know, with Ethan and April, I mean, are things going to get better for them anytime soon? Is it going to get worse? Kind of where are they at right now? Thanks, Vicky. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I mean, I like having Uh, Vicky back. I don't mind. (laughs) No, I'm just trying to think where we are. (laughs) I mean, uh, are, are things going to get better for them? The answer is, as, yeah, as, a, as a couple, uh, maybe, gonna, right, maybe. It's, <laughs> it, depends, yeah, it depends on your opinion, <laughs> uh, which sounds very vague because it is. But, uh, but you know, there's uh, stuff is going to, to, you know, as always, even when they're not together, you know, there's the relationship between them you know, whether they're dating or not. So that's going to continue to be an interesting one. And then I think as we get to the end of the season, it's because it's going to become very, very interesting. Uh, there's, you know, there's going to be sort of a, a wrench thrown into it um, that I don't think, you know, I don't think we'll see coming, although you guys always end up seeing everything coming. <laughs> <laughs> but, and, uh, oh yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, speaking of Vicky, I mean, you know, prior to her popping up this season, you know, we had really – heard anything about her or seen anything of her since season one so where did that idea come from like was that something you guys have been trying to have happen for a while and it was just a timing issue or was this just like a it came to you guys this season it was like oh that's a good idea let's bring Vicky back there's a lot of things that go into producing a tv show and crafting it and originally uh you know we 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 liked uh working with that actress and we liked uh their relationship and uh, Cynthia uh, got a, a series regular show. Uh, I think it was Shooter or something on US. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, if I I apologize if I got it wrong. So we, you know, lost her availability uh, pretty much right after we started. Uh, so that was never it was never an option really to you know to bring her back at all. And then uh, I think she just came up free. And available uh, again this 
the season. So um, we we got to be you know a, a good wrench to throw in the Ethan April relationship. Well, and the nice like the nice thing we always thought about her was that you know she's such a contrast to uh, April, who is so difficult for Ethan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know everything is just you know been so difficult in their relationship since it started with you know Ethan's sister and and everything. And the thing about Vicky is that she's easy, and they get along, and she's a doctor, and they understand each other. It's great, but you know they're both in the they're both in the service. Right, right. So there's a lot of stuff that's the same about them. But you know sometimes the problem with people who are too much the same is that it's it's not very exciting, and you know for better or worse, <laughs> things that they April are exciting. So you know we always like the contrast of that, and it, you know, so it poses a dilemma for, for Ethan going forward. Yeah, and I'm assuming just because of, like you said, you guys, um, Vicky and Ethan are, are together right now, I'm assuming that means Vicky will be around for at least the near future, for the next couple episodes, or for at least the next episode, assuming? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There we go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so going back to e- or Emily for a minute, you know, she was a really big problem for Ethan in April early on in the season. But, you know, now she's pregnant. She's moved on with Bernie to Las Vegas, which may not be the best decision, but we're not going to judge. So <laughs> um, are we going to see her again, she and Bernie, before the season's over? I mean, there's a chance that everything just works out perfectly for them in Vegas. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but there's a chance oh. they might come crashing back <laughs> through our front doors. <laughs> okay. I, I suspect we haven't heard the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're talking to NBC about a potential spinoff. We'll see <laughs> how those negotiations go. Me and Bernie take Vegas. Oh, Um, and so earlier, uh, the very first episode, going back, like way back to the premiere, um, we saw you know Sarah leave the show. Um, and so I know we, at least on our Twitter and in our mentions, we got a lot of backlash about this character leaving. And so I'm curious, was that a storyline decision, or was that just like a circumstances outside of the writers' room decision that Rachel was going to leave, and you know you guys had to then write around it? Mm-hmm. 
disciple relationship. Uh, and as she was getting more uh, uh, confident as a character, and also as a uh, as an actress, uh, you know, it's, it's sometimes it's hard to get stuck in that loop where you you know once that dynamic changes, um, it wasn't we weren't exactly sure you know how to feature you know uh, two psychiatrists on our show. Yeah. Yeah, that would require a lot of psychiatry. <laughs> <laughs> and so our listener Laurel, she you know she wants to know: Does this mean that the Doctor Harwood and Doctor Charles storyline is over? Because she very adamantly stated in her message to us that the evidence was circumstantial. The the what was, no her, her, between Sarah's father and Doctor Charles. Oh right right right. Uh, digesting that that last season or those last couple episodes with sarah's father he was a very convincing villain he was very creepy (laughs) yeah he he plays creepy very well yeah he certainly sounds creepy yeah and so kind of i guess moving in from like creepy villains to like less creepy but still villains in some ways this season and the kind of the two thorns in everyone's side this season were gwen and dr lanik to some extent so I'm curious, like, you know, because for, for whatever reason, they always kind of seem to make life difficult for everyone in the hospital. And so what do you guys, though, as writers, like about those characters and what they brought to the show in the little bit of time that we've gotten to spend with them? Well, I mean, you know, you, you always like someone that you can fight against. <laughs> and, you, know, as far, you know, as far as writing, right, you want conflict. So, you know, certainly, you know, I think the thing that we, I think the thing we, we took to, uh, when we first thought about them is, you know, there are so many, you know, a lot of good stories aren't just about battling disease, but about battling the limitations of the system. And okay. so, you know, Gwen and then in a smaller way, Atlantic sort of represents the system. And, you know, I think you're able to tell some good stories. You know, one of my favorite stories was the, you know, the dad who, uh, who kidnapped his kid, the, that needed the kidney transplant. And yeah. Yes. And yeah, you know, we, we wouldn't have been able to tell that story if we didn't have Gwen in there as the wall saying no. Um, and, you know, what I liked about that story is that she had, had a leg to stand on. I mean, she was the bad guy, but she wasn't just saying no because she was a jerk. She was saying no for a good, larger reason. And those are the sorts of reasons that I, you know, that people come up against in the medical system and in this country, I, you know, all the time, I think, and I, I think resonates with people. And, uh, you know, I, I think that's what made it, for me, part of what made it such a good story. So that's why we like having Gwen is, is you know, being able to represent what a lot of people are up against. Right, right. That's cool. And I mean, earlier in the season, it was very, very subtly dropped that Gwen is pregnant. Um, are we going to learn more about that? Or was that kind of just a quick little fly-by-night detail? Well, it suddenly, it, it suddenly got dropped to us. <laughs> right around the same time. <laughs> uh, 
Houston. So, you know, it, it was funny. We, we, we discussed uh, uh, doing a storyline because, you know, it's sort of interesting uh, when you can humanize a bad guy that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and so we talked about doing it a lot. And then, you know, it's just you can only fit so much in an hour. And, and we just kind of kept kicking the can down the road. But I, I, don't, I don't think we're going to ever end up really getting to it. Huh. Interesting. Unfortunately. Um, but it's, it would have been worthwhile. <laughs> yeah, that would have been an interesting story. Um, and so one of the other new additions that season four brought to us was these new residents, Elsa and Terry. And so I'm curious, like, what do you guys like about the stories you're able to tell with these characters? Because, I mean, we've had, you know, like you said, Sarah started out as medical school or med student, then resident, then we had Noah. And so now we get a new crop with Elsa and Terry. Like, what do you guys like about being able to tell different stories with, you know, re- more residents? coming in and, you know, just adding something different. Yeah, so, you know, it's always good to have that perspective of the, of the you know, the newbie or the initiate who, you know, has uh, one, you know, can ask questions and uh, be a good stand for the audience uh, so that they can learn. We can learn about the complications and the dilemmas, you know, uh, through their perspective and also who haven't been uh, hardened or, you know, calcified into a particular way of thinking and, and, you know, hopefully bring a completely different perspective or, you know, I know you just done do a couple of great episodes with Elsa and just see, you know, different person's perspective, you know, different people's perspective on, on some of the, uh, some of the issues we raise. And they can also make mistakes, which is nice. You know, it's, it's tough to, find ways for our doctors to be, uh, you know, they can't really be bad doctors because they're great doctors. Um, but these guys are not great doctors. They're, they're learning. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's always fun to be able to tell a story where someone makes a mistake. Yeah. Are we going to see them again anytime soon? Is there any plans to see them in, like, maybe the next couple episodes when we come back? Yeah, I think Elsa's uh, uh, coming right back in 10. Right? Elsa's got a big role in 10. And, um, Terry's featured a lot in uh, 15. Yeah. Well, and, and oh, also probably in 12, too. And, okay. Yeah, she's got a good story in 12. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. That's yeah. Yeah, they're, they're going to be around. So looking towards a, more, a couple more like general questions here, because there's been a couple articles that have come out here and there in the past couple weeks. And one of the things that we read via TV line was that Robin is going to come back for some kind of family storyline in the spring. Is there anything specifically about that you might be able to tease? It's going to be great. <laughs> Can I tease that? <laughs> coming back and uh well it's fine we were just talking about all that right now so we can't really tease anymore because we're literally just figuring out exactly what it's going to involve um i don't know if there's a new makia is just did she just yeah and she just had a baby uh in real life in real life yeah so she's coming back to us i'm pregnant (laughs) and uh yeah yeah and uh you know there's there's going to be some family dynamics for Charles and you know probably some old feelings for Connor so I think we're gonna get into all that stuff cool and 
No, we read another article that was saying like maybe Nina was gonna come back at some point, and we actually got a listen or a question from a listener, Casey, who asked us if Nina was gonna come back to date Will. But I guess that obviously would mean me instead would have to figure out all their stuff and break up for good. But is Nina? I mean, Nina coming back? I don't know if there's anything you can tease about that. that but is that happening at least? Well, she's gonna be uh, after the end of that. Is she more? She's in thirteen, right? Um. Yeah, I don't know if we have her in any more yet. It's, uh, you know, right now working around Patty's schedule, you know, they, yeah. she's, the, she's a real trooper. <laughs> and so we, we you know, she, she loves, we're obviously working on the show and with her husband, uh, but she's, you know, because of her uh, Broadway schedule and literally flies in and out. So uh, the, the episode or two we're doing with her are, you know, one or two scenes. A piece, but you know, it's glad to keep. You know, we we're we're excited to keep her alive, and uh, she has such a particular energy <laughs> on the show. But it, it it gives it a little, uh, a, you know, a little zits of seltzer. <laughs> yeah, we loved seeing her pop up in fire earlier this year, so I'm excited to see her back on Med where she first started. So that'll be fun. Yes. Yeah, and if Connor and Ava don't work out for whatever reason, you know, Nina and Connor could always be a great ship. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know if anyone will buy that relationship. <laughs> oh, we would. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, and um, the last piece of news that, you know, we'll ask you about is that um, there was an interview with Andy and Diane recently that teased another wedding before the season is over. We know that you will never tell us who, but we will. We just want to see if you can tell us if it's a couple we would or would not expect. Never expect. Never expect. We never expect this. We would not expect this. Right. I was gonna say never, right? Because <laughs> I was gonna say they expect everything. Yeah. <laughs> this one might. This one might. Uh, this one might surprise. Yeah, and I'm just wondering if you're saying that just to throw us off the scent. Like. <laughs> <laughs> That's a possibility. <laughs> You know, we've had Derek Haas on. We know how this goes. <laughs> yeah, we know how this goes. That's funny. Uh, Bryna, do you have any other questions that we had in our notes? No, I think that's it. Thank you guys so much for coming on and talking to us. We really appreciate yes, it. Yes, thank you so much, Jeff, for coming back. Steve, I hope we didn't scare you away. <laughs> Look, I, I always love this. You guys do such a great job. We appreciate it so much. Oh, thank you. We appreciate that. Well, yeah, um, just go ahead. Oh, I just say, take it easy on Will. He's trying his best. <laughs> I know. We love Will. It just, his decision-making <laughs> skills, you know. Like. <laughs> That's what makes him so lovable, his flaws. Yeah, yeah, no, you're not wrong. That's true. That's true. So, um, before we sign off, um, Steve, where can we find you on social media? Are you on Twitter? Uh, not actively. I gotta, I gotta get on that. <laughs> New thing of Twitter thing. But I will, uh, I'm staying in the shadows. I'm staying in the shadows. You hide in the shadows. I do, okay. I do, I do have a Twitter account. I just, just never you know what it is. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> Yeah. I'll, I'll send you a 
Yeah, Twitter's a fun place. I mean, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. And um, Jeff, where can we find you on social media? Uh, I mean, I'm just on Twitter. Um, that's the only place. It's at TV underscore MD, correct? Oh, yeah, at TV underscore MD, yep. Cool. Well, yeah, cool. so that, just so our listeners know where to find you guys. And be nice to Jeff and Steve, oh. listeners. Be nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We can take it. It's uh, okay. <laughs> well, cool. I, I, much for joining us this was so much fun steve you're welcome back anytime jeff you know we'll hit you up in the spring because we always do um sounds good yeah perfect Thank you. happy holidays you too guys you too yeah, have a good night you too. good night Bye. talk to you soon Bye-bye. bye bye